When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, just just an hour and a half of vague semi noises. Welcome to the Yowie Show. Hello. Grab a seat and relax. Uh, it's February. Woo. Uh, yes, it is. For us Americans, it is the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a thing. For us nerds, it's a superb owl. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, National Geographic actually started this like forever ago. And now it's in, like, what we do in the shadows, so it's become memetic again. But National Geographic, like, years ago, did this thing called Superb Owl Sunday. And they just ran, like, eight hours of owl documentaries. Listen, that sounds a lot better. I had a blast. That sounds amazing. But I feel like like the Super Bowl just happened. Like Apparently it didn't. I... I, I honestly don't remember anything. how often it is because, uh, dear listener, I'm a homosexual. I don't pay attention to <laughs> Listen, I was watching, uh, surprising absolutely no one, I was watching some Thai BL the other day, and, and the guys were playing sport, and I know I'm a homosexual, and I know I don't know a lot about sport, but I deadass thought they were playing basketball, and then I realized it was soccer. So... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Apparently, the Super Bowl is every year. Yeah, I, I yeah, I thought it was a yearly thing, but I feel like it just happened. It is every year, huh? But I, I also <laughs> don't understand it because you have to understand, coming from you know a non-American yes perspective. First of all, your football. You don't even u- use your feet. Second, no. why is it called the Super Bowl? You're asking it's, the wrong bisexual. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I remember being a child and watching, I think the first time I heard about it was like was it watching Ace Ventura, like in the 90s. Oh, of course. And I was like, why is it called a Super Bowl? It's not bowling. I was very confused. I don't well, understand. We have, we have multiple bowls, though. Like there's the cotton bowl, the rose bowl, the sugar bowl. We have multiple bowls. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I guess it makes sense because I guess in this European football world, yes. they talk about cups. I guess it's the same thing. Is it like the trophy? No. The trophy okay. is the Vince Lombardi trophy. I'm on Wikipedia. I don't know anything. <laughs> Dear listeners, you're Dear listening listeners, to two gay people who have no idea. Two, two homosexuals. <laughs> talk about sports because i'd rather talk about sports than what we're talking about today which is oh come on i know you're excited i am literally dressed in all black 
I want see. This is why I wanted to call this episode "Fluff Off" because <laughs> that's what Amanda's doing. Yeah, because that's what Amanda's doing. I'm excited. I, for I, one, am super excited to hear Amanda rant for an hour and a half about how much she hates. <laughs> but actually, I don't hate fluff. But I okay. did learn that. Okay, I'm. That's that's interesting because I'm looking at the at the not the invoice. The uh, what the hell is it called? An outline? Yes, the outline. Yes, me uh, sending you a demand for money. <laughs> oh, God. Corolla, give me your money. Yeah, okay. I don't have any, but I'll, <laughs> I guess I'll just... I, you, I have... I found five British pounds in my wallet, but the, the, there's a picture of the Queen on, the, on it, so I don't know if it's even valid anymore. It doesn't stop becoming valid because she's dead. Really? Because don't no. they change the like? They do, but like it doesn't like stop becoming like, immediately. It's like no, like our <laughs> okay. quarters have dead presidents on them. They're not invalid. I don't know. Well, anyway, we have a we have a point in the outline that specifically states why does Amanda specifically hate fluff. So I'm very excited about this. So I okay. Uh, so this is what we're doing for February. I hope you all enjoy an hour and a half of uh vague semi noises and complaining <laughs> but you won't be alone like i i i do enjoy some good fluff but also i have some opinions <laughs> that's literally the tagline of this series is i have some opinions, opinions. <laughs> <laughs> i'm oh so excited this is so, so good we're here to talk about fluff and why amanda specifically hates it uh corolla what is fluff what I mean, it's it's the opposite of what we usually consume, which is angst and drama. So take, so take everything we love <laughs> and turn it upside and down. Turn it around. No way. I I did write some notes on this to try to be concise. Um, so from what I gathered, looking at fan lore, uh, fluff is a type of content that is not necessarily plot heavy. Um, that has like it's kind of like porn without plot but without the porn although there is fluffy porn I personally enjoy some fluffy um, porn without plot but you know it has happy endings happy storylines it can be like generally it doesn't have to be a romantic fluff or romantic love it can be you know any kind of sweet cute feelsy relationships yeah. Uh, between characters, you know, can be found family. The antidote to angst. Personally, I I enjoy some good fluff. I have some conditions. We'll get to those, but but yes. I think that I I love a good combo. You know, I like it if there is angst. It's kind of like gun. okay. I'm sorry. It's the last part of the outline, woman. Listen. I almost drowned in, 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 in rainwater today. I forgot to send you. I'm going to send you when we're done with this. I'm going to send you a video of what my driveway looks like. It, it's so wet out here. It's like ridiculous. See, now we get to share drowning experiences. Because I remember I mentioned when I almost drowned in the river. And yeah. And like, don't fucking do <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> now I went walking. And it's like, there's so much water. Because, you know, all the storm drains mm -hmm. are under you know two meters of snow so when it starts raining there's no drainage so there's just there are rivers everywhere and there are holes in my winter shoes because i have to wear the spikes shoes because it's icy but it's wet so uh, i had a field day please get new shoes 
Yeah. Please. They're not even that old. I don't understand what happened. Patrons, please help. Please help Curl. Yeah. Please, please consider joining patrons so 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 this poor homosexual can get some new shoes. <laughs> my, my toes were literally slushing around in ice water. So I feel like a fluffy episode is exactly what I need after the ordeals that I went through earlier today. Also, it's figure skating season, so you know I'm in hell. So that's a great definition of what fluff is. It's basically everything that is the opposite of what we Yeah, want. yeah. It's yeah. very plot light. It's so I'm a dessert person. I'm not sure if you guys can tell by the everything. I'm a dessert person. My instant uh, uh, instant thought was, of course you are, because antique bakery, but I don't know if that was what you were going for. It wasn't, but I'll accept <laughs> it. Uh and when people say like, oh, this dessert is too sweet, I've never Ugh. understood that. I understand that. That's fair. It's like, because it's a fucking dessert. Like, it's, I mean, okay, I understand like culinarily, because like mm. Mexican pastries aren't super sweet. Like there's a lot of pastries that aren't super sweet. But like when people order a dessert that is just sugar, like bread pudding, and then it's like, oh, this bread pudding is super sweet. Yeah, it's custard and bread. It doesn't sound sweet. Like bread pudding, really? Yeah. Pan apple do. What 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 were those noises you just made? French? <laughs> I had French for three years in school. And listen, I don't understand. <laughs> what were those noises you made? French? <laughs> Gay French? Oh my I don't understand anything. Homosexual French? Uh Okay, I'll have to, so bread pudding is this thing, uh, specifically in the South, that you, it's like how you use your leftover bread, mm. and you make this custard that is basically the custard that you would use to make ice cream, so it's super, super dense and eggy, um, and you can add anything to it, you can use any kind of bread, and then you just combine all that shit, throw it in the oven. Hmm. Judgmental Norwegian noise. Interesting. But I mean, I don't like, I'm not a dessert person. I don't really like sweets. The, the only, like, there's this weird thing where I will eat, what are those things called? M m it's a French word. I don't, <laughs> no, the other ones. The, the, they're like, no, they're like meringue, meringue. Mer the meringue? Yes. Listen, in Norwegian, we call them pikishis, which means girl kisses. So. <laughs> and they are literal, like that is, it's literally just sugar. And I love them. For some reason, I love that, but I don't like sweets. I don't understand how my brain works. Right, you'll eat literal egg whites and sugar, but. Yeah, yeah. I was getting somewhere. Okay. Try to give so me a piece of cake. I'm like, no. Okay, I was getting somewhere. <laughs> okay. So when people say like dessert is too sweet. Like, that's fluff for me. Like, there isn't enough substance or mm. complexity in it for me to sink my teeth into it. I have, now that I'm old and decrepit, I have <laughs> run into a few desserts that are too sweet for me. Uh, so, like, I finally understand it. Like, there isn't enough other stuff in here for me to be able to enjoy it. Mm. And that's what fluff is for me. It's, they're very plot light, typically, um they're usually like remarkably platonic 
um, your biggest enemy is like what to wear to school the next day. <laughs> what fluff have you been reading? A lot of like school fluff. But I also haven't read fluff in like a decade. Yeah. At least. I, yeah. It's been at least 10 years. <laughs> I've read some, but I don't, I don't know, because I don't think I've ever read like, you know, strictly fluff. Like it's usually fluff mm. mixed with other things, but like mm. of, of, of recent, like recent, as in the recent few years, a couple mm. of like fluffy titles I can remember having read. It's like, you know, Deco Boco Sugar Days. I still haven't read the second one, even though I own it. And like our dining table and like these like super sweet stories, mm -hmm. but th that also have like other aspects to them because, you know, and you know, I will bring it up because I always bring up Little Butterfly, which I for some reason remember as being incredibly fluffy until I reread it. And there's so much trauma. So it's more like a hurt comfort thing where it's like it's. I feel like a lot of the yaoi that we read during that time was like that. Because, same, like, I always assumed that all this shit that we read back in the day was just nothing but fluff, and that's why I hated it. And then I'd go back, and it's, like, 90% trauma, just with really, really soft-looking characters. Yeah. Um, but fluff gets a bit of a bad rep. It's either you're like us, or at least like me, where you vehemently hate it, you'll recoil and hiss at it. Or you love it so much that you will defend it like you're going into war. <laughs> that is, yes. Like, there's no nuanced like, conversation. You love the sweet and fluffy and innocent so much that you're willing to commit murder. Oh, that sounds like the purity police. I was waiting for you to say that. Ah. I knew it was coming. Ah, Kimoi. No, but... <laughs> no. But I, I like, you know, sometimes I like fluff. I like when, can you hear the motorbike outside? No. Okay, good. Because it's, I feel like I'm yelling. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of noise out, outside. Um, no, but, you know, I think that for a lot of the things that I want to say we consume, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff, whether it's, you know, like Canon. Mm-hmm are so traumatic and so dark and so painful that mm. at least back in my day in my fanfic days when i actually did read fic i would seek out fluffy fan fiction to sort of heal myself because Caddy was so painful so it's like so, at least you can see them be happy in this yeah. so give me a me, coffee shop au <laughs> so for me it was kind of similar that yeah. i would use but, like, for me, like, with fanfic, because, like, for me, I could handle, like, traumatizing canon, I guess, because I have trauma. So, like, traumatizing canon sucked, but I was usually hurting myself with fanfic. That's what I was doing. <laughs> from, from, well, it's either or. Right, it's from get-go. Like, because isn't it like if you know if if it's I'm gonna pull I'm gonna bring in Naruto because you know obviously I will you know it's horrible he's just trying to find his boyfriend maybe I just want to go on the internet and read some fluff where they're just like having a movie night or something but contrarily I will watch something that is incredibly sweet and I'll be like yeah I need this bitches to suffer I <laughs> I'm like, like what's wrong 
me <laughs> as a writer, I remember. Um, I know, right? I wrapped up one of my I wrapped up my big gravitation series while I was dating uh, one of my last partners, and like she was my biggest cheerleader for whatever reason. Like she was like the only person that I shared this like indulgent gravitation project that I started when I was in high school. She was the only other person that got to read it. So like every time I updated, it was like she was just sitting there waiting. It's like, is there an update? there an update mm-hmm. and i would say like we would have conversations about it and like she ended up influencing a lot of the work and we would have conversations it's like this character's had it too good for too long time to fuck him up yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too happy it's like things have been too good for too long yeah or like when when i mean not not it's not the same, but it reminds me of when my uh, when my illustrator she's working on uh, the headshots uh, mm-hmm. for for some of the boys, and so one of them he seems kind of grouchy in the book, but he's actually a real sweetheart. And then she draws him, and I'm like, yeah, he's super pretty, but could you maybe make him look a little happier because he's already. You know, he's already so bitchy in canon. Like, I want him to be happy. And she's like, no, I already yeah. drew too many smiley boys for you. You need some sour ones. <laughs> you, need, you need a sad boy to attract people like me. Because if I see a bunch of smiling men on a cover, I'm not fucking reading it. <laughs> I'm a big old man. If I see a bunch of smiling dicks on a cover, I'm not interested. One so of them clearly. So clearly, we are very qualified to talk are, about this topic. We are we- so qualified to talk about fluff. Uh, uh, yes. Where did fluff get its beginnings? Um, do you know this? Because I don't know. So I do know this. Oh, okay. Technically, it began, like all things with BL, with Sojo. Because Sojo is a lot of fluff. But we didn't start calling it fluff until fan works in the 2000s. Do you remember, just as a side note to that, do you remember the other form of fluff? Like, because I remember distinctly the WAFF warm and fluffy feelings acronym. Yeah. Because yeah, there would be yes. like fluff, buff, and then like a bunch of other tags. Yes. Yeah, those were the days. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. You know, and we didn't know what we were doing, but you know, we really didn't. We had no idea, and so many things tagged us fluff that was like, yeah, Not fluff at all. W- one fluffy scene at the end of ten thousand right. words like, of drama, right? Like the character literally like murders his boyfriend. There's like a forehead kiss at the end, and then you tag it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what we did. That's what we did. <laughs> like it's you've like- literally bashed your lover's skull in. But then, like, you kissed his bloody cheek, and now it's fluff. <laughs> There's a flashback in there to happier days before your entire family was murdered and before you went crazy. And yeah. There's, like, a small spot of sunshine somewhere in the background. Fluff. You, that that yeah. one over there. Yeah. I feel like that was all of, like, early Naruto. <laughs> yeah. It was like, here's all this trauma, but then, like, one guy makes, like, a fart joke, and suddenly that lightens up the entire episode. Things were bleak. The entire episode is better now because there was there was a joke. There was a singular joke. Singular. The, the thing about Naruto is that you know he is the actual son, and yet it's so dark. I will never be whole again. But like, because no one <laughs> had a conversation, 
Naruto is one of those series for me that falls apart because like no one had a conversation. No one talked because just he's the Hokage's kid. Stuff had to happen. Don't be a dick to him. Don't Fair? be mean to him. Like at any point in time, someone could have just raised their hand and been like, hey, so some fuckery went down a few years ago. I mean, it's really strange if you want to look at it that way. I, I, yes. I mean, everyone loved Yondaima, and then he saves the village, and then is like, yeah, let's hate his kid, and then not tell his kid that it's his kid. And, and like, the kid that looks exactly like him. I, I really don't know how, how, how that went down. I will not blame... I will not blame Sasuke and Naruto for not com communicating because Naruto tried, okay? He tried, he tried his best. I did not bring Sasuke up. No, but I'm up. I'm talking about this in the romantic uh in the romantic aspect. That, ah. you know, in their relationship there could have been more communication. But one of the parts really did try to communicate and the other one was running away. Because you know, some people are just bad with words. Are you comparing Sasuke to Yuki Eri? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it, to an extent. To an extent. Exhausted semi noise. Neither of them know how to communicate. Just a floating tail. If you're a listener only, you're missing out on so much by not watching video where my cat is like constantly attending. He's great. He's great. Yeah. Uh, so Fluff gets to start like all things in BL with Sojo. And a lot of Sojo is Fluff. It's very <laughs> plot light. It's, uh, or it's like what we discussed, which is there's a bunch of trauma and then one thing happens. Yes. Yeah. No, it was just because that's what I was thinking. Because obviously it makes sense. Yeah. It comes from the Shoujo. Uh, but then I'm like, because I, I thought about it earlier when you talked about how everyone looks like they look super sweet and then it's all mm -hmm. trauma right which is you know in in the last episode i was talking about the the vintage titles i was talking about you know like motohagio and mm -hmm. takimiya keiko and everyone is like super super fluffy like they're these super cute schoolboys, mm -hmm. and then it's all murder and suicide and trauma and dead yeah. parents and so you know and when i think of shoujo i just i there is fluffy shoujo yes Yes, yeah. I know I've read some. I know I know it exists, but I can only think of, you know, horrible miscommunications and, and rape culture. But of course you're right. It's just, I'm just like, where's the fluff in Shoujo? Yeah. You have things like Kimi ni Todoke. Like, that's super fluffy, right? Right. Or like Peach Girl. No! No, we're not going to talk about Peach Girl! There's nothing fluffy about Peach Girl! I would There's not a single character! <laughs> We could do an entire fucking podcast about how much I hate Peach Girl. A series of 12 episodes. Actually, let's do 26 episodes so I can I can break down the series. <laughs> frame by frame. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I hate it. I'm sorry wonderful. to our listeners for the screaming. I'm just... No. I No, it's the worst. It is literally the worst. No, it's great. What uh, is wrong with you? A lot. Um, <laughs> but you do start seeing fluff used as a term, uh, of course, you know, in 2000s fanfic culture and fan work culture, mm -hmm. oftentimes as a way 
to sort of fix it because you know you're you think about the series that we're working with back in those days they're nothing but angsty shonens yeah so a great way to fix that or to give us a more satisfying conclusion was to exactly as Corolla said not necessarily like with coffee shop AUs that's a little bit more modern but like to just have a thick where nothing fucking happens yeah I re- and it's I re- just sweet nothings i just think they remember writing like you know kindergarten age naruto and sasuke being babysat by itachi and they were making like macaroni pictures like because i just needed to heal my heart and it was this form uh it really was this form of like almost like applying an antidote after you've poisoned Mm. yourself yeah so for me so for me, have you yeah, exactly poisoned that. yourself? Yeah, you have poisoned yourself. <laughs> because, like, again, for me, I'm reading, like, this horrible, you know, rape fic. And then after I'm, like, you know, depressed. I'm 14 years old and I'm depressed because I've been reading nothing but non-con. And dead doves. And Your diet is non-con and dead doves. That's that, like... is my, that is my diet. That, is my, <laughs> that has been my diet for, like, 15 years. It's just dead doves. Uh... But after a while, you know, that starts to wear on you a little bit. You yeah, know, you need, yeah. you need a living dove sometimes. <laughs> and you would find these, like, fluffy, nothing fucking happened. Mm-hmm. It's like 5,000 words, but there's zero plot of just, like, Romeo and Juliet level sweet nothings to each other. Yeah. They're just laying in bed talking for, like, 5,000 words. Yeah. Making each other breakfast, you know. Right, just making like... each other breakfast. Just. <laughs> and you love it, clearly. It's just. I feel myself melting a little bit. And you're like, recoils. I can see you. I can see you casting longing glances towards that delicious dead dove. <laughs> yeah, the dead dove is very, yeah, the dead dove on the plate is very appetizing. <laughs> this, this dead dove is wonderful. <laughs> Um, so what makes fluff so fun to read for some people? For some people, specifically, <laughs> not you. Uh, You're getting there. <laughs> You're getting there. Yeah, no, I just think, you know, because it's healing, it's relaxing, it's, I guess some people project, you know, I, I will never, I, I say this as a person who's pretty much been in a relationship since I was like 12, uh, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, I, so I've never understood the whole, oh, I want a boyfriend, I want a girlfriend, like that kind of thing that you're like actively pursuing romance. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. I just fall into relationships. I don't know. But, but. But sometimes, you know, for, so I guess for some people, it's it's that romantic aspect that, you know, you're just a romantic. For me, it's more like, I just want the characters to be happy. And and mm-hmm. I, I think for me, fluff a lot of the time is more about wh- how it makes me feel. Like, mm-hmm. it will be, like, if it makes me feel giddy and, and, and lightheaded and, and mm-hmm. grinning like an idiot while watching mm-hmm. it or reading it. Like, it just makes me happy. Like, sometimes things... There can be nice things, you know. I think it's it's relaxing. It's sweet. You no, want to see the characters show appreciation and love and concern for each other, right? And you know, I can understand that. You know, I uh, there's still not a lot of fluff that I love, 
but I can completely understand that desire to just want everything to be okay for a few minutes. Mm. I It doesn't do much for me because uh, I am a trauma-riddled sack of nonsense. So it doesn't really do a lot for me on surface level. But there was once a time when I still had a soul, I guess, <laughs> that it was nice to just read something where everything was fine. Yeah. Here are these two characters that I like a lot, who have been through a lot, and everything is just okay. And it is healing. It is soothing. It is, you know, this projection that things can be okay and that they should be okay. It's also, again, to bring it back to fix it, it's a great way that if you see something in a series that you don't like to sort of remedy it, you know, I'll... I'll jump the gun a smidgen, but it's to get to this point. You know, when we talk about fluff, I tend to find where I like it is with characters that are objectively terrible or something awful happened to them. Mm. So like Matt and Mello, characters that we talk about every episode. <laughs> yes. For good reason. For good reason. If we uh, haven't made you, you know, converted you to the church of Matt and Mello yet, I don't know what we're doing wrong. Yeah, I don't know what we've done wrong either. You all should love that mafioso and his hacker boyfriend. Yes. Uh, but objectively, something horrible happens to both of them. I don't like talking about that. Right. And like, <laughs> something that is so pleasing mm. about completely ignoring canon and writing them being just fine. Yeah, I did that for 40 chapters on AO3. Exactly. Like, there's something that is so pleasing about taking these two characters who are obviously married. I mean, yes. And have are just completely shafted, not in the sexy way, by by the series. Both of them. Yeah, and then and then some survey comes along freeing. 20 years later and, and, and like add salt to the wound like excuse me okay our Patreon episode is just going to be us talking about that, that, that yes poll. yes I, I can't whatever I, I have planned for Patreon this month it's just us reacting to that poll but it's just objectively terrible <laughs> yes um, but I've, I've done that I've done that with characters no, the bunch of characters where it's like mm. here for however many words, things are fine. Yeah. And I love that in response to things going radically not fine in canon. I really respect that. Uh, the internet has been talking a lot about fan works and author intentionality because J.K. Rowling has risen out of her cold dead grave uh, with the Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy game and everyone is talking about whether it's ethical or unethical to play the game. I the no. I saw someone refer to it as hog leg yesterday, and that's all I'm gonna call it from now on. I support this. Yeah. I just yeah. God but, that should just fluff off Joanne. Yeah, okay. You were saying about yes. You know, and that was so for a lot of people, myself included, when, you know, Harry Potter was still really, really relevant, because a lot of the criticisms that people have about Hogwarts Legacy have existed in Harry Potter since forever. It has always been anti-Semitic. 
It has always been tokenistic. It has always been racist. The one black character is named Kingsley Shackelford. I don't understand what you mean. How could it, how could that be racist? Right. Like, it's always been those things. So one of the great things that Harry Potter did as a fandom was correct a lot of these wrongs. Mm. And fluff was a huge part of that, especially with pairings like Drary, which is Draco yes. and Harry Potter. <laughs> because Drary ruled the world for I, many, yeah. many years. I've never been like in Harry Potter fandom, but I do have a soft spot for Drary. I do. Uh, but you know, on a fun note, like I, I was thinking about this the other day because I, I listened to video essays while working out and I fell into a hole of listening to like video essays about ye old fandom wank. And yeah. it's funny because you and I, we talk so much about, oh, the good old days. We didn't, you know, we didn't threaten each other and, you know, we didn't dox each other and it was just fandom wank. And then I started listening to these stories about what went out went down in the harry potter fandom and i was like you know the misscribe thing and 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 that one young adult author so harry potter fandom has always that was wild harry potter has always been hashtag the most i was there and goes. i didn't I realize how bad it was it was so that was fun i i'm learning i am i am currently on a on an educational course of, of Harry Potter fandom, and I'm terrified of, of these people. I can't wait for you uh, to read My Immortal. No. You know what? No. Yeah. <laughs> Next page episode. Is it, is it really long? Immortal. Yes. Okay. I, I but do, it's I, complete. Oh my god. Ah, <laughs> uh, why? Why? Wait it's a part of fandom history oh my god oh my god but but you know i like fluff as an antidote to pain hmm. i think yeah. where fluff loses me is when it is this plot light these characters have never experienced a bad thing in their lives hmm. um the biggest struggle that they have is school uniforms <laughs> And, you know, what sandwich to eat at lunch. <laughs> you know, the greatest obstacle they have to overcome is holding hands in the daylight. <laughs> no, but I'm with you on that last one. Because this <laughs> is this is where I have opinions. Because I, I don't mind it if it's plot light. Like, sometimes I just want characters to, you know, sit around and eat ice cream and be cute, you know. But I... There's that there's that line for me, like hmm. you can be cute. Wait, what was it that I wrote in, in my note? Like you can be you can be cute and like and, and sweet and fluffy, mm -hmm. but I, I, I prefer to have some deliberation and confidence. And I think that this is such a big deal because so much of these fluffy BL things are mm -hmm. so overly innocent that it ends up pissing me off instead and i'm gonna use an example because i am in thai bl hell and i have opinions and i feel like this is gonna get me lynched because in order to watch what is now one of my favorite shows between us i had yeah. to watch until we meet again and i know that everyone loves until we meet again i struggled first of all you need a friggin 
PhD in neuroscience to understand this show because it's so convoluted. But also, the main couple, like, yeah, they're sweet, and Parm is super sweet, but he's too sweet, and he pisses me the fuck off. Like, sometimes he's really sweet, and I, and like, when he's with his friends, he's super sweet. He's a great friend. When he's with his boyfriend, I'm like, oh my God. Like, even when, because you know, you've been with him for months. You've had sex and then he pecks you on the cheek and you're like, no, don't do that. People might say, I'm like, I can't. I can't. You're not some damsel in distress who's been living in a tower for 70 years and never had any human contact. That's not cute. That annoys me. I'm sorry to everyone who loves Parman Dean. He pisses me off. Whenever he goes, Dean, I just want to scream. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I don't think you are. I don't think you are. <laughs> uh, but exactly. Like, that's where it starts to lose yeah. a lot of people. And again, to go back to that divide, you know, we're not the only ones that feel this way. There is this strong divide between people who say that they hate fluff and say that they love fluff. And for whatever mm. reason, this has become the battleground that especially older fans have decided to entrench themselves in. Um, I guess it's a lot of internalized misogyny. Yeah. As with a lot of other, as with everything, and I, and I, as with everything, it's a lot of time because there is something that is, you know, there is this weird desire to have everything be all right, especially when your life isn't all right. Yeah, but patriarchal society, especially, loves to um, glorify struggle. Um, there's a great Lindsay Ellis video on the fascism in Star Wars. And she talks about like actual fascism. And she says, the fascist has to glorify struggle because otherwise you realize that there's nothing, like their promises are empty. Like you have to glorify the struggle of existence because if you peek behind the curtain any bit, you see there's nothing there. So a lot of patriarchal societies tend to glorify and love the struggle. You yeah, know, the, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why for so many women in media, their Phoenix moment, I'm using air quotes, um, is sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's this glorification that... You know, when bad things happen, it's okay. Uh, the famous, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. What doesn't kill you gives you horrible coping skills. And trauma for years and a whole lot of baggage. Right. Um, so but it's okay because we didn't die. So I did not die. Um, but... With that is when things are okay, when everything is fine, when everyone is happy, that it's almost like intrinsically feminine, and thus mm. it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that I find to be bullshit, of course, mm. uh, because the patriarchy can go fuck itself. Yeah. But. Well put. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. New sticker coming to the shop. <laughs> the patriarchy can go fuck itself. I love it. Um, Very eloquent. Yes, but that's one of the reasons that you have this internal and external struggle 
between those who read fluff and those who don't. It mm. kind of reminds me of like analog girls, like not like other girls' girls. Mm. Basically who I was in high school. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't wear makeup. I'm one of the guys. I like video games and comic books. I'm above the drama. <laughs> and it's like, literally is the drama. Yeah. It's yeah. literally the drama. Um, and again, that's all internalized misogyny and patriarchy. Oh, yeah. So that's where we tend to have that divide when it comes to fluff. And it is unfortunate. For all of our bitching and moaning, there is a place for fluff. And we wouldn't have some of the best series in BL mm-hmm. without fluff existing. Or at least some of the best moments in BL. Yeah. The ones where everything is light and everything is chill. And we wouldn't have BL fan work the way that we do if we didn't have this root of needing to fix it. Because so much BL fan work is trying to fix <laughs> Or, you know, just straight up denial. I am very good at this. Straight up denial. Like, uh, excuse me, what do you mean this person actually died in canon? He's fine and he's with his boyfriend and they are fluffy. And I will take no further questions at this. My favorite part about having to write my really, really long uh, Matt and Melofic was having to put canon divergence. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a reason I prefer AUs. Like, because I, I just want to. I want a holiday, okay? I just <laughs> it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Like again, I mm-hmm. like angst. I like suffering. Right. But sometimes I need to medicate myself after having all the suffering because sometimes it, it's a bit much. Maybe <laughs> I just want them to be happy for five fucking minutes. Right. You know? And, you know, I I love fix it culture, especially because, you know, I wrote this giant manifesto as to why I write when I was in college, because I had one of those writing teachers um, who was trying to figure out why we write. And then she didn't expect to get a Fujin with a God <laughs> complex and CPSD. <laughs> and I kicked, the- down, right, I kicked down the door. <laughs> you kicked down the house. That's what you do. Like I've been been waiting for this moment my entire life. How did it go? Uh, It went great. I think I still have it. Good. I'll have to dig it up. Yeah. Uh, But one of the share it with the patrons. Just okay. One of the first (laughs) things I wrote was I write for revenge, Mm. which is still true to this day. I write for revenge, and revenge can be fluffy. Sure. Uh, (laughs) When I say that, it's I'm usually writing to fix the wrongs of the series. Mm -hmm. Again, to unfortunately bring back Harry Potter fan works, one of the things that got me writing Harry Potter fan works was the bad representation in canon of the house that I'm in. Yeah. Because not all Slytherins are just fascists, just just some of them. Yeah. But like... I, but, you know, I listened to a really good video essay on this, and I cannot for the life of me remember who did it. But it was about, you know, how, you know, are all Slytherins bad? And it's like, what do you expect when you take a bunch of 11-year-olds and it's just, yeah, you're going into this house, uh, which has a horrible reputation. Your bedrooms are in the dungeons. And it's like, you're... 
it's this whole nature versus nurture thing, you know? Like, okay, maybe some of their parents are straight up Nazis and, and white supremacists, essentially. But some of these kids aren't. And you just put them in a dungeon with a bunch of right-wingers. Right, like... Like, what do you expect? <laughs> like, of course they have problems. Like, you've, you made it bad. Like, yeah. you, you did this. Um... But yeah, I would honestly, I would love to do a whole episode on fix it just because that's so important to like the history of fan works because it's one as old as the hills. We've been doing it forever. Um, Some people like to make it sound like fix it is very recent. It's not. We have been trying to fix it forever. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like that is literally that is literally some of the oldest fan works Mm because isn't it isn't it like because uh, at least Western fan work and to to a certain extent um, Dojin work in Japan all stems from Star Trek, right? And even yes. there, I think I heard that there was a lot of, because I know nothing about Star Trek, but that there was a lot of fix-it culture among the, the fan works because it was like this was handled horribly, let's let's fix it. Yes, it's, it's literally at the root of fandom, wanting to fix horrible takes and unfortunate things that happen to the characters right and not even just you know this is a horrible thing that happened it's hey what about that thing that you saw for five seconds in the background hey hey hey, hey. that yeah. looks really interesting over there what's happening over there i want to see yeah exactly exactly i want to see that <laughs> what i know <laughs> that thing in the background over there that you can see for a split second i yeah need that, that thing i need to see that what's yeah. happening with that <laughs> Uh, literally so yeah, me liter- literally all, most of yeah. culture is i us. mean this is this is how we get a lot of these these random pairings that are like yes, yes because i saw this one character in the background in that one episode yeah and he now didn't say anything but now <laughs> he doesn't have a name but listen he's my whole personality now <laughs> and he's in a relationship with this guy and i know that they're you know they're doing great yeah, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Uh, putting the uh, fix it into our uh, future, future. Oh, thank you. Subjects. I appreciate you. Uh, so, with all of that lauding of fluff, why does Amanda specifically hate it? Yes, why do you specifically hate it? Tell me. Um, you know what? And I've used this anecdote before. Um, I had the misogynist turn against female characters around the age of 13 or 14. As one does. Yeah, as one does. Yeah. Uh, with Kagome from Inuyasha. <laughs> of course. Because she just had no problems. <laughs> Her biggest problem was find was falling down a well and finding a furry. She falls down a well? Yeah. That's the That's whole a- point of the series. I, you know, I know nothing about She Inuyasha. falls down a well into That's the That's a fucking hair. horror story. What if Sadako was down there? No, she falls down a well into feudal Japan, and then she climbs out of the well, and she sees Inuyasha pinned to a tree with a magical arrow shot by his former priestess ex-girlfriend, who was possessed by a demon named Naraku, who is the hottest and best character of the show. Okay. (laughs) Clearly, I don't know anything, okay? I've never watched it. It's too late for me. It's too late. We're not coming back. I'm... I can't. 
But every episode of Inuyasha started with this like opening. Where it's like, my name's Kagome. I'm a normal high school girl. And then everything got turned around. And I was just seething. Just boiling. <laughs> because by the age of 14, I had lost my dad. Mm. I had emancipated from my mother because she was crazy. I was bullied in school because I was an asshole. Like... <laughs> One thing I love about nerds is like, oh my god, I was so tormented in school. Yeah, you were a dick. All you could do was talk about anime. Of course you were bullied. <laughs> like, I was bullied in school wow. because I was terrible. Um, and I just, I couldn't relate to her. And that started me on like a 10 plus year run of hating female characters because they weren't anxiety riddled trauma sacks like I was. <laughs> and I could very easily associate to the male characters who are usually sociopaths with trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, that's a lot of internalized misogyny, blah, 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 patriarchy bad. Um, but that, but it's such a valid, you know, you essentially already said all of that, you know, but, but I think it, it it plays such a big part because you know because everything you said earlier like it, it's like it's not valid it's not considered good entertainment or no. or like like highbrow culture whatever if it's if it's not full of trauma if like some someone doesn't suffer if a woman doesn't get sexually assaulted if if a queer character doesn't get assaulted or you know like we can't have innocence because then no. it's just waffle. Then it's just pointless. Then who's gonna want to watch it, right? Exactly. But that's and... not that's you know no, that's not how it works. I mean, you're allowed to dislike fluff, like obviously. Yeah, I mean, but and you're I... missing it entirely, kind of, you know, like. Right. And I still think that there are some oftentimes valid criticisms about fluff. Um, oh, absolutely. One thing for me, especially like with a lot of more modern series, is like an inability to talk about what actual issues are being faced by queer people, especially in Japan. Now, yes, I understand that not everything needs to be a political commentary, but like not glimpsing the issue at all for me just feels like a cop out. It just does. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is also, you know, sometimes things get so fluffy yes. that it's unrealistic like, yes. and and for me that that ties into um what we talked about when we talk about you know the lack of communication right mm -hmm. because it's always like oh i'm so innocent and whether this is shoujo or bl like oh he's my boyfriend i can't i can't have a conflict with him i can't confront him with whatever opinions or feelings or whatever I'm having. So I will just be quiet and be cute and hope that he notices. And it's like, it's the whole, because that's not how the world works. No, it's not. And, and that really irritates me. And yeah. I, that's not so much the fluff. It is the writing. It is the, mm -hmm. it is, it is the stereotype of that type of character or that type of character dynamic that mm -hmm. ends up pissing me off and and that ruins a lot of fluff for me like that's why i say i want it to be deliberate i want it to be confident because if the characters are 
comfortable with each other, like comfortable mm -hmm. just laying in bed, sharing their emotions, sharing their thoughts. That fills me, me, me with so much joy mm -hmm. versus I'm just cute and I don't want to talk to you about my problems because I don't want you to think I'm too much. I don't want to ruin the moment. It's like you are ruining it for me right <laughs> now. <laughs> It's like the moment has done been ruined. You, you've exactly. already you've already fucked up. Leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. And and I was thinking about this yesterday because I did uh, I did trick my poor girlfriend who was sick yesterday uh, into watching uh, I will knock you with me, which is one of my favorite like current favorite series. And I've already finished watching it. It ended a week ago, and I've been suffering for a week because i miss them so much. But but it's the exact opposite of what I mentioned with until we meet again because Noi. <laughs> It's this extremely narcissistic, overconfident, wannabe gangster. And he's right. so cute. And he's so honest. Like The entire series is just super comforting and fluffy because it's mm -hmm. so cute. Because Noi is so stupid. And he's, and he's just really going for it. He's like, I have decided that you love me. And mm -hmm. I pursue you and it's the fluffiest thing but because he's so honest and open and like also because he's a wannabe thug which you know is my number one favorite thing on the planet <laughs> it's it has this it it gives me so much joy and so much comfort just watching it because right. it's so honest and it's so you know it's not like layers upon layers upon layers of artificial sweetener it's, yes it feels real it feels even though it's silly and, and like weird mm -hmm. as hell, but in comparison to the super absolutely, sweet. Absolutely. And I think that's the big thing for me oftentimes is when I'm reading a lot of like pure fluff, it does feel very unearned. Mm. It does feel again, like it's too plot light. There's not enough going on. Now, does everything need to be twittering birds never fly? No, of course not. But I'm sure there's a scale that you can, it's like, there's a scale. There's a scale. <laughs> it's just you know, like you like to be all the way over on the far end of that scale where I like no one. With canon works, I tend to like to be further towards the twittering bird side, mm -hmm. as if that's the most traumatizing thing I've ever read. It's not. No. I mean, in comparison to some of the things you've read. I mean, you want to talk about our Lord and Savior Nakamura Asumiko a little, you know? You want to talk about that one BL that I read where uh, a guy cuts off his boyfriend's arm so he resembles the Venus de Milo statue and, like, fetishizes <laughs> his armless body? See, this is what we mean when we say that fluff is the literal opposite of what the two of us normally <laughs> consume. Like, I literally had to go through it, like... Be when I was waiting for you, when your computer was updating, I was like, maybe I should go through some of my manga recs on Insta to see if I've actually read any fluff in the recent past, because I can't, I know that I enjoy it, I just can't really remember <laughs> any particular ones. Because again, I like, I like fluff, but I like it to be balanced out, so I want right. like a fluffy moment after there's been something horrible. Like, yeah, we went through this awful thing and someone died or we just spent two fucking days laying out our traumatic backstories to each other right. and now we're cuddling in bed like that's the fluff i want i want right so a lot of people with trauma will say the same thing about fluff that is hard to relate to that 
you know, because they've experienced something like this, it feels too unrealistic. I know I definitely have that problem. I've been in my fair share of abusive relationships. In coming out of abusive relationships, it does feel almost like wrong to just read everything being okay. Because that hadn't been my experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean you don't have to trade sex for affection? Sounds what do you mean? Fake. Right. Like, what do you mean you can just tell your partner that you love them? I was never allowed to say that to my partner. He'd get really, really mad at me. You know, I date horrible men. I have bad taste in men. Yeah, it's not even in 2D men. Like, you're it's just real all men. over like, the board. Everywhere. Just... I think some of the 2D men would treat me better because at least they're gay and don't want anything to do with me. <laughs> And you know, since they are since they are fictional 2D men, there is a slight percentage that y- of chance that you could fix them. Yeah, I could fix them. Yeah, yeah at least they're homosexuals and want nothing to do with me. Yeah, exactly. That, that helps. leave me alone. Just like, ugh, woman, <laughs> and keep being horrible somewhere else. <laughs> oh my god! But yes. It- it was hard to relate to that. It was hard to relate to Kagome. It was hard to relate to things being okay and having those dumb meet cute moments where, oh, our hands brushed during the fireworks festival and now we're speaking each other's first names without being married. <laughs> and I just... <laughs> Save it for marriage, you whore. Oh my God. Just spoke each other's names, and you haven't even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you used his first name, and you're not married. Keep it in your pants, you hussy. <laughs> wow, you really did wake up today and choose violence. You're just like you woke up and chose slut shaming. I did. I chose. I mean, I listen, up. listen. If someone wants to hold hands with their boyfriend in public, they are allowed to do that without you. <laughs> Popping out of a bush and calling. No, that's literally me in every anime. (laughs) Just pop out. Stop it. (laughs) That's me in every. (laughs) Oh my god! I'll just pop out of a bush. Cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) Just here to cock block and ruin things. (laughs) But what about fluff and some other stuff? Exactly. Which is what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. I want my fluff served as a side dish. Yes. <laughs> like the main course is angst and pain yes. and smut. And yes. then <laughs> with a side of fluff. Thank yes. you. The main course is characters who have been horribly mistreated. <laughs> but for like five minutes, everything is okay. Yes, Ash and AG. And then... <sighs> Canon Divergence. Because <sighs> that sure is not what happened. No, they're fine. He took that fucking plane ticket and they got married and everything is wonderful. You know, it's been a while since I've read Banana Fish. But... Oh, God. I don't think that's what happened. Leave me alone. No, but you know, because there's that one moment, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Banana Fish is a perfect example, because of course it is, but because AG, as we have established, is an actual cinnamon roll, 
and there's that one scene where they're where they're sitting in the kitchen and they're teaching each other languages and it's super cute and you're just like oh this warms my heart they're so cute and then someone starts shooting i'm like <laughs> i was enjoying that can i can they be happy for five fucking minutes no yeah. no and that's what i mean fluff as a side dish to all the right absolutely i think for me the big thing about fluff is that it needs to be earned like i said when it's a relationship that is just too effortless and again i'm not saying that characters can't be happy that's not what i'm saying i am not that heartless like yeah there are some uncomplicated relationships where everything is fine and the biggest disagreement that you have is over dinner like mm. that does exist but it doesn't exist for everyone all the time. No. Like, there has to be some kind of conflict there. Mm. And that conflict doesn't have to be earth-shattering. It doesn't have to be the end of the world. No. But, like, you will inevitably argue with your partner. Yeah. It might be something small, but yeah. it will happen. And that's what, you know, that's the usual thing. Like, we've been together for eight years and you didn't do the dishes again. And it's grating on my nerves. And now right. there's a disturbance in the force. Like, that kind of thing. It doesn't have to be, right. you know, it doesn't have to be, you didn't trust me and put a gun to my head yesterday. Again. Because <laughs> Cause everyone in BL has a gun. <laughs> Listen, it happens a lot. It's actually amazing. Or maybe it's just because, again, of the things that you and I are reading. But the number of times that I've seen this is actually disturbing. Japan, very little gun violence. Every BL ever. <laughs> That's why I was so shocked in Sarazanmai. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> but there was a lot about Sarazanmai that was just like... I mean, yeah, there was a lot. But like that especially for me was like, excuse me? Yeah. And also that like it had consequences. Because typically, yeah, like in BL it's just like glossed over and it's like, oh yeah, my semi sleeps with a gun under his pillow. He's threatened me with it 13 times. Yeah. But it doesn't today, matter. Like, today yeah. before breakfast. He's never used it, so it's okay. But like Oh, my God. oh. I mean, it's true. It's true. Right. But oh, Rayo just shot that kid and he's dead. Like <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah. And see, Sarazamai is such a, you know, is another example because you can't tell me that you don't want like five minutes of happiness for Toy or for Deon Mabu while watching that. Like maybe, what? you know, I mean, just let him eat, the, you know, the, the cookies or whatever that his husband made without having a fucking hole open in his heart, you know, like, can right, they just like, be happy? Deserve happiness and yeah. not some kind of horrible otter golem. I just, I can't, I will never recover. I am, I will never recover. I was. It was utterly devastating. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny at all. It's horrible. I was enjoying, no, I was enjoying that so much and it just kept getting gayer. And then one day it was just like. Murder. Excuse me? Yeah. Excuse me. I just. I was trying to enjoy that and now I'm in pain. Explain yourself. This is a devil man cry, baby. Okay, I would love a fluff fix it for devil man cry, baby. But you know, yes. But also, I feel like maybe this is a, this is like a symbol of how 
damaged I've become because you know that that scene at the end of Devil Man Cry Baby yes. when the entire world has fucking ended and they're just yes. like laying on the grass. Yes. That feels a little fluffy to me. Like <laughs> because at that that at the beginning before you see the full picture it's kind of like, "Oh, that's sweet." Yeah, well, well I, think I, lo- that's I love it that for them. So devastating. Yeah. For a minute it's like, "Oh, I mean, that's a horrible way to get what you want, but you got it. Yeah, that's and nice. Like, and then it's like, and out like, oh no, oh, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's bad. That's not what I thought that was. That's not what I thought was going on. <laughs> was, uh, but, like, so you know, I go over like the fanfic that I've read, and while a lot of it is sketchy old men doing sketchy old men things, are you being assaulted by all old men kisses again? <laughs> It's not assault if I want it. <laughs> Stop slut shaming yourself. There's no shame here. Okay. There, I don't have shame for wanting to see sketchy old men kiss other sketchy, slightly younger men. No. No. Uh, but I look at the fanfic that I read, and there is a lot of fluff. It's weird. I. In a lot of ways, I trust fanfic writers more sometimes mm. than mangaka. And I guess like that might be my own fanfic origins. Uh, because most of the time, fanfic has done a better job of balancing that fluff. Or, again, as we mentioned, they're doing it for characters that absolutely deserve it. Yeah. Who are just horribly maligned by the series or just awful. Are just garbage men. Yes. So it's okay when they just like have a morning, like having breakfast together, because it's so out of character that it's just charming. Yeah, but it's like that. It's like that. I think it's a Tumblr post that is like villains, you know, even though I think maybe we talked about this before, but that villains, you know, are still people. And like you yes. can be a horrible supervillain who wants to destroy the earth but still be head over heels with your partner. Like, those things can coexist. Like, Dobby can go home at the end of the day and be with his trash husband, you know? Which one? Overhaul or Hawks? Hawks. And and tell him he's pretty. Yeah! Um, In theory. That that meme of, like, fangirls reading hardcore smut and it's like totally dead face it's like fangirls reading fluff and it's just like blushing wildly that that was me for a second (laughs) the amount of fanfic that has dobby calling hawks is pretty bird Hmm. oh that's sweet yeah exactly but it's like it feels a little demeaning because like when we say that to a bird it's like (laughs) not nice like we're talking to a caged animal like pretty bird yeah like we're making fun of them (laughs) Like it as, does, they are, as they are looking into their vanity mirror, like right, like as they're looking into their their mirror, they don't understand. They just think it's another bird. They're alone. They're in a cage that's too small. They're surrounded by toys that don't satisfy them anymore. Why do you have to make me sad? Why? <laughs> For the first few times I read it, because it's just like a through line. Anytime there's Dobby Hawks, mm. Dobby is calling Hawks his pretty bird. Like, for the first time, it was like, oh, that's really cute. And, like, the longer I started thinking about it, I was like, are you being a dick? Like, stop it. Yeah, but it, yeah. Spray bottles, like, stop it. (laughs) 
Who's he's the bird a, now? No, he's a literal flying man. Like he has so many issues. Leave him alone. Yeah. No, but I, I but I know what you mean. It's like, but again, it's that I think it's that you know that that familiarity mm-hmm. again as well. You know, because they're comfortable. I don't. I I don't know what kind of things you are reading with Dobby Hawks, but you know, in my head, thinking about things like this, like they're comfortable with each other. You know, they're 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 coming from a from a place of trust of you know I, I love that like moment of fear of like I don't know what you read <laughs> I mean sometimes I you tell me things and I'm just over here like okay like, the genuine concern of I don't know what you do <laughs> I mean there's a reason I sent you that 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 thing I bought you as a present that charm or whatever it's amazing. They're yeah. terrible for each other. But, like, there is something that is so nice about these objectively horrible men just having a chill time. Yeah. I especially also really like hurt comfort. Yeah. Um, I like it when something bad happens and then they have to do the work of fixing it. Of working through whatever slight was in the relationship or outside of the relationship. That is a great way to show that a bond is earned. Mm. Is having to do the work of talking your partner down. I think that's a great way to ingratiate some fluff that is to come later. So when they are just laying in bed reassuring each other, that came after like three mental breakdowns and something awful that happened. Yeah. I really like that. I really like, so what I've come to find, because a lot of the fic I read ends up being fluffier than you'd expect, or, 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 much, much worse than you'd expect. <laughs> um, that in a lot of the ones that are on the fluffier light side, it's always fluff and. Mm, it's never yeah. just fluff. It's usually like a hurt comfort. It's occasionally a sick fic. Um, I'm hot and cold on sick fix. Uh, but like, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. But You know, and we and we do I know I know that all I do is talk about live action because that is my only life at the moment. But listen, episode six and eight of Kin Porsche, okay, are the fluffiest, cutest friggin like these are mafia like there's people are dying people are backstabbing their own their own family like this is this series is so gritty and so dark and then in between it's like oh let's go on a date and they're like the cutest fucking couple on the planet and i'm like i need this because someone just got shot in the past episode and i'm feeling stressed and now poor being and now Porsche is being a controlling Instagram boyfriend because Kin ate from the food before he could take a picture of it. And I'm like, this is what I need. My heart is felt filled with joy. Thank you very much. There's a reason I watch this episode every night before I go to bed. <laughs> and like, there are some fics that I read like almost every night before I go to bed, like as a part of like my wind down routine. Yeah. And like, they're usually the fluffier ones because it's like, that's my bedtime story is yeah. here are these two awful men just having I mean, a chill night. Yeah, and I also like it when there is like be- because we do both of us consume a lot of content with again horrible men or like the yeah. mafia, okay? Yeah. I love mafias and delinquents and yes. and 
and super shady, super gritty, and you know, super porny stuff. But then you can have all of that, and then they can like call each other by pet names while absolutely railing each other and being like, you know, complimenting each other in the sweetest way while railing each other or while, you know, murdering someone. I don't know. Like, nice shot, baby, when when you headshot some dude in a back alley. You know, I I don't know. I I don't know. It it, it came to me in a... I don't know. I think it's sweet complimenting your, your partner on a on their accomplishments you know like you're 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 at work your doing your mafia things so you need to kill someone and then you're like okay you know, you nice like that shot. because it's, you like that because it's literally matt and mellow that's why you like that yes like i would be nice if 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 mellow would compliment matt for you know anything yeah <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for anything that like, he does thank you darling for driving me to <laughs> this place. Thank you for being my chauffeur because I'm gay and can drive a car. Oh, because Matt's not gay? He's straight enough to know how cars work. He's one of these rare homosexuals who actually know how to drive. Yes. I can't even cross the street properly. I'm just like, I don't even... oh I'm God. gay. I don't know where I'm going. No, but yeah, you know, it's you can have those things. You can have you the and. Absolutely. And I, I think, love the and. Yeah, I think the and is what tends to make it um, more doable for me. I have a hard time when it's just fluff. But the minute that you add something else to it, it like, again, it's like adding complexity to a dessert. It's adding a salted caramel in a place that you wouldn't normally. It's just a little bit of extra complexity. And it then makes the rest of the dish sweeter because you have the contrast of that salt to be able to appreciate it. Mm. Um, A series I talk about constantly, Antique Bakery, a lot of the moments that are fluffy get to be fluffy because of how terrible it is in places. How just absolutely awful it is in some places really does make it feel a lot more genuine when these characters do have these lofty expressions of love and and again don't go on go on no i'm good no because again it's like what i said earlier that sometimes i just i just qualify something as fluff if it Mm -hmm. makes me feel fluffy so Mm -hmm. you know it can be like the smallest little thing like it can be like there's a super dramatic scene happening you know or i i don't know for some reason, I think it's because I've been reading Amedo Paradox, which has nothing to do with anything, but it's just they are constantly doing stakeouts, right? So just, yes. you know, imagine something like a stakeout and there's a lot of stuff at risk and you're constantly at each other's throats. And then the one guy mm-hmm. is like, why don't you take a rest? And then I'll keep lookout for now. And then he like right. put this jacket over him or something. And that is enough to be make me all, oh, he cares about him. I love this. You know? Like I love, sometimes- how, I love how we're so used to awful men that the bare minimum is super romantic. <laughs> the bars on the floor. The bars like, on the fucking listen, ground. <laughs> he told him he was pretty that one time. <laughs> he said he was pretty that one time during sex and never said it again. That's a romantic. Which, again, is why I love things like when Yuki goes out of his way and writes Shrichi some lyrics. And then 
and then he's super upset because Shuichi refuses to use them. But you know, he did that for him. You don't understand. It fills me with so much joy. I have so many emotions. You can dies. see the fluff on my face. Yes. <laughs> Rolls over and dies. Oh, I <laughs> did actually. I was, I was dying the whole time. Like little things, the small things. You know what? I'm going through my AO3 tags. I have a shocking amount of fluff and tooth rotting fluff. Do you? I do. I don't know how this happened. Oh, but I also have a lot of fluff and angst. <laughs> but it's such a nice combo. It is. I love fluff and angst. It's great. Because here's something horrible that happened. And then you get to have these little moments of tenderness where everything is okay afterwards. Listen, all we're saying is, is that fluff on its own is fine. But like all things, fluff feels a lot better when it's two horrible men that have done horrible <laughs> things to each other. Yes. It's just... <laughs> and then, yes. and then you know, because we are Fujin. And we, and, and we do hate ourselves. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes... This is on the creators and sometimes it's just on the content that we choose to 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 explore because the truth is most of the things I consume are roller coasters because it's not just going to be something horrible happens and then there's a fluff moment and everything is fine. It's usually yeah. five minutes of fluff, something horrible happens, angst, 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 cliffhanger. And then <laughs> it's like, I am so fucking tired. I think because I'm I'm addicted to the kind of like the emotional roller coaster, so I need the full spectrum. I think for me, I've experienced so much of the emotional roller coaster that I do really use fluff as like a balm almost. Yeah, because yeah, like when we talked about this, you know, at first I was you know ready to just hop on the horse of saying I hate fluff. I'm a cynic. I'm a mean <laughs> man, but no, I do read a lot of you know. Maybe not necessarily like, traditionally fluffy stuff. Mm. Like this is not fluff by any standard that we would have held it by, you know, 20 years ago. But I do read a lot of things that are very romantic, that are very fluffy. Um, I'll also go ahead and say very out of character. Because that is one thing about fluff. <laughs> fluff is always super OOC. I mean, it doesn't have to be. But if you're if you are literally only reading horrible men... Then I can see how everything you read that it is, is like always super OOC. Um, and for the most part, I'm okay with it because I do kind of feel like it's necessary. Like, I remember when I was writing my gravitation fic, I felt like I was taking Yuki completely out of character, and then I realized I had to because if you leave him on his own, he's just a bag of trauma who wouldn't do anything. <gasps> I mean, you're, you're not wrong. Like, if you just, like, if, if it's like The Sims, and you just left Yuki Airy on his own, he, he wouldn't would, do anything. He would starve to death. Well, yeah, he, he, he wouldn't eat. He'd die in, like, three days. But he, <laughs> but he wouldn't ever be, like, a part of any action. He wouldn't do anything. He's hmm. super passive in that way. So I had to make him out of character to make him an active participant in this story. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes you have to take Dobby super sometimes out of character and he and Hawks have, have a kid. That. Yeah, sometimes Dobby and Hawks have a kid and like Dobby's a great parent. I don't know who decided that. No? I don't know where he would... But sometimes 
you do the exact opposite of what happened to you, you know? Like, I had a horrible childhood. Maybe I'll be a better parent. And maybe you won't. I can see Hawks as a great parent. Hawks would be a great parent. He has that nesting instinct, you know? It's the I don't trust Dobby with a child. No. I feel like... like I just don't. <laughs> and I read so many kid fics. And it's just like Dobby's like an amazing dad. He's a great parent. Like he instinctively knows what to do. And I'm just sitting there like this man would treat this like a wet cat. <laughs> like holding the kid out like several feet. Yeah, like, like what, I don't know what, what to I, do with this. What would they do with this? Yeah, exactly. But it's like I'm sorry. All of you who think that like he has some like hidden paternal instinct, I would love to know where you're th- where you think it's hidden. <laughs> Where do you think in that crusty body paternal instinct lies? Because I don't see it. In this, in a secret dimension, uh, I don't know. Right. Between the scar tissue of his left tit, I guess there's paternal instinct. <laughs> yeah. But that specific, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I've, I do read a fair share of it. And because, you know, it is nice. It is nice to read something where everything is okay. You know, two characters that you love are just having a good time. I think also it's super funny, like, the more objectively terrible the characters get. <laughs> like, the worse the characters are, the funnier it is when it's just like, oh, they're just having pancakes for breakfast. That's great. Yeah. I think that's nice. I love that with them. Like, good. You have to have a nice, hearty breakfast before you go out to do, do horrible, crime. evil war crimes. Yeah. Yeah. You need a you need a solid breakfast before you know you go do some war crimes. <laughs> I think we need to reevaluate our taste in fictional. Shut men. up. <laughs> My taste. Mm. in fictional men yeah it's uh, perfect yeah it's great i say that while also thinking that i think that for me like i I, i'm addicted to these emotional roller coasters 19 day comes to mind because it can be the cutest fluffiest thing and then it's just like oh i see we woke up today and chose violence and now you've torn my heart out and ripped it into a million pieces thank you thank Mm. you me as a writer also uh they finally released a color version of the hawks nendo and he is very oh. cute i have pre-ordered so many figures this year i'm going broke please so i pre-ordered <laughs> so please support Patreon. i pre-ordered I need, I need the shoes. re-release of dobby like last year oh yeah and he's finally arriving <gasps> oh you gotta I- show him off I pre-ordered, I pre-ordered um, Nezumi and Xion from, from number six the other day. Yeah, and I those, saw I, So, I'm so happy. And my cloud, my cloud strife in a dress is arriving. He's in the mail currently. I There are so many figures coming out this year. I'm freaking, I am going. This is why I can't buy new shoes, okay? Yeah, patrons, please. Please well, consider yeah, no. subscribing to our Patreon so Kuro can So I can get some shoes. No, but I was going to spend your money on irresponsibly. Okay, but 
can you blame me though i need these yeah. things to fill the void which is what i'm trying to say that i think that in many ways i am so emotionally stumped in real life like i am just i'm just a shell i am so you know i am fatigued i am depressed um, there are so many things where this was going. i need emotional roller coasters in my fiction to fill me right. with some sort of emotion and like honestly for me it is a bit of the opposite that i really like it when everything is just calm and okay because none of my relationships have been like that like you're literally you know you are that you are that meme you are that gif of that guy coming in with the pizza and everything is on fire that's me that's my love yeah, life that is and that is my life and so maybe i just need you know two horrible men or two pretty men telling each other they're pretty while eating pancakes on a sunday morning right like Sometimes you just need everything to be okay for, you know, a couple of minutes. And, you know, I, I think my big thing, the big takeaways with fluff are combine fluff with something else. Because you cannot live on cake and dick alone. I've tried. Unless you're Adi Yuki. <laughs> <laughs> He eats strawberry shortcake. It's his favorite food. It's listed in his bio. Do you ever look and think that, like, we're nerds? Like, do you ever have that moment where, like, you just realize it's like, I'm a nerd. Every day of my life. Every day of my life. Uh, another fluff pairing that I've recently really, really enjoyed is um, Trainwreck, which is Emmett oh, yeah. and Volo. If you've played Pokemon Legends Arceus, you understand why that's so great. Uh, but that's a ship that is, one, entirely not canon at all. It's entirely... Have I explained Trainwreck? Yeah, you explained it. I was intrigued when you explained it to me. I, you would love Trainwreck. Yeah, I, um, it sounds like I would. It absolutely, would absolutely sounds like I would. love Trainwreck. Uh, because it takes a character who's usually very, very happy and turns him into a horrifying Yandere. And it's great. Um, <laughs> but I've read some fluffy-as-shit Trainwreck fics. Which don't make any sense because usually it's a lot of choking and spanking, which is also great. But sometimes you need aftercare. Yeah, sometimes it's nice that, you know, maybe Emmett really does come to love Volo, even though he kidnapped his brother and made me cry for like five minutes playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. I was so sad, girl. <laughs> I was so sad <laughs> because like it didn't hit me at first and then it was like oh I'm Warden Ingo I'm like wait a minute wait a fucking minute mm. and then I just I remember I just like exclaimed like what about Emmett like I was just freaking out because it's like he has a whole ass twin who's probably so hurt and so confused I was so upset. <laughs> I was so upset. It's like, why have you done this? No, I, yeah. I understand. But then there's also Crazy Train, which is Volo and Ingo, which is very, very fun. Sounds and, fun. Yeah. Fun fact. If you ship the Subway Brothers with anyone, <clears throat> it's very, very fun. 
Uh, but sometimes you just need everything to be okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, you know, it's the time of the month for a lot of people where, or at least like it's the month where sometimes, you know, you have conflicted feelings about things. Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, the Super Bowl is happening in a few hours. Um, I think it starts at like five. It's I, noon. I know nothing. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, sometimes February can be a difficult month. The sun still isn't out for some of us. <laughs> There's still no sun. The so- only redemption that is, you know, February is the fact that uh, it only has 28 days. So at least it's short. Yeah, the suffering usually is quite <laughs> short. I don't hate it as much as I hate January, though. I, I quite enjoy it. I'm also preparing for a for a small convention. So, like, things, things are happening. But, uh, yeah. I tend to not like February for personal reasons. Uh, but, you know, that's not February's fault. No. That's not the month's fault. I'm completely indifferent to the month, honestly. It's just, you know, it's just another part of the whole long, winding, never-ending winter that is Norway. Uh, But I like Valentine's Day because we do the same thing every single year and we get Chinese food and I'm very excited. That sounds great. Yeah. So, I know I'm getting Chinese food, so I'm happy. (laughs) That sounds lovely. That sounds lovely. Yeah. So, you know what? Go read some fluff. Yeah, go read favorite fluffy pairings in the comments below. Uh, if you've written fluff, tell us your experience writing it. I'm more than happy to share my experience writing 40 fucking chapters of tooth-rotting fluff with Matt and Mello. Yes. Where for a tantalizing brief moment, everything is just fine. (laughs) Um, let's see... This is the part of the show where we give a special thank you to our patrons at all levels. Thank you so much for supporting the show financially. We would not be doing this if not without your financial support. If you would like to join them, get some exclusive merch and some behind-the-scenes looks. Including new merch that I will be updating soon because I crawled out of my depression cave. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I crawled out of my depression cave uh, because... I found a meme that was Omegaverse shaming and it made me stop being depressed. <laughs> that should be a sticker. There was literally <laughs> Omegaverse a post. shaming stop my depression. Like it was literally a post that said um, your depression nest is just your Omega nest and then like the Lex line was get- <laughs> and it was like I'm not an Omega, firstly. Secondly, don't <laughs> talk about my depression nest. Thirdly, fine, fuck you. And I got out of bed. Yay! So I was I was shamed. I was cast shamed out of my depression nest. <laughs> you're doing your best and you're doing great. You're just Thank you. you're doing the absolute most. I am trying so hard. I'm doing nothing. You're doing great. Uh you can find us all over the internet including our Discord, our Insta, and our Twitter, where we are still, uh, and at we will the be in Yeah, at the Hour Shelf, uh, where we will be until Elon Musk uh, finally kills the website. I'll never leave. 
I'll haunt the I'll haunt the corners of whatever is left of Twitter until I'm forced away. Mood and save. Uh, Curla, would you like to tell the audience what we're covering next month? Would I ever? Wait. <laughs> As usual, <laughs> I'm super prepared. No, I knew this. I know this. You do, because you almost said it last time. Yeah, I know, because I almost, that's why I'm double-checking now that I'm actually saying the right thing. We are going to be packing our bags and putting on our uniforms and going back to school. We're going to talk about school life, BL. But, you know, also has a fair amount of fluff in it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. And a lot of other things. And a lot of questionable extracurricular activities. Looking at you, Yadichin Bitch Club. What? <laughs> it's going to be a fun episode. A lot of questionable relationships with teachers. Looking at you, love and desire at school. And a lot of others. Uh, so yeah, we're going to finally take care of the one of the tropiest tropes of all time. I am so excited. I love a good high school BL. And our obsession with boys in uniform. <laughs> so what <laughs> for anyone were... wondering this is not me sexualizing minors i just i'm a, I'm a school uniform fashionista enthusiast okay i think it's cute Leave well because my, my favorite thing is to put like grown men in the uniform but the uniforms are so cute yeah uh, like... bonus points if it is a girl sailor fuku like yes yes like yes. no i i have zero interest in actual high schoolers I want to see a mafia boss in a sailor uniform. You want to see Yashiro? More like I want to see Domeki. Because mm -hmm. Yashiro would love it. Yeah. <laughs> Yashiro in a dress. Eat, eat that shit up. No. <laughs> Don't, do not give Yashiro a sailor uniform. That man would just become a drag queen. No. <laughs> I, do I not love it. Him. Yes. No, but, but don't make it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because he would just do it. Yeah, with that dead face of his, he would just do it. <laughs> and and then you know, rolling up his skirt so to the absolute shortest it can get, and like right, like the loose socks and everything. Right, like pretending to be slutty. That man does not understand what slutty is. No, oh eating it up because he's a amazing. Amazing! I have great ideas all the time. You, you, you do have some great ideas, yeah. But thank you guys for being here. Thank We're you for being super here. Super excited to talk in Patreon next week, and then the following week we will be covering this live. Yeah, uh, come talk fluff with us. Yeah, on come. the twenty uh, sixth. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> well, do you really expect me to know what date it is two Sundays from now? Well, who do you think I am? You know, that day is going to be very busy for me because I have two streams to watch and I think they're going to overlap, but I'm going to have to choose between figure skating and and Thai BL actors. Your life is so hard. It's fucking difficult. Your life is so hard. It's so hard. We will see you guys in the next one. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.